0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode three of the Rambling Brews podcast. I'm your host, Rel, and good lord, we've got a lot to talk about today. The NHL season is finally in full swing. Some teams are off to hotter starts than others, but we'll talk about that in a moment. There's also a lot of off-ice items to discuss in the hockey world. Some exciting developments to look forward to over the course of the NHL season, We're also going to talk about some TV shows that are worth watching and whether people actually watch TV anymore, regular TV. But first, this week we're going to switch things up. Holy shit, folks. On this episode, we've got an absolute beauty of a guest. I'm talking one of my best buddies, my line mate for the Ice Castle C Major Beer League Championship. Championship Muffin Farmers Hockey Club. The guy had two tucks in the championship game. Is that good? I think I had a couple secondary apples on him, but uh, you know he had the tucks. Also, an avid, popular movie-hating, classic domestic beer-drinking boss, and one of the funniest some bitches I know. My big brother Ray, how's it going, man?
1: <laughs> What's up, Timmy? What an intro. <laughs> been, I feel vastly. I nailed it. At this point. Yeah.
0: I nailed it. I don't know if I could do it justice, but uh, well, you know, hey, I, I tried my best. But the, the obligatory question I always ask to any guest on here: uh, What are you sipping on right now?
1: I'm, I'm sipping a Fancy Penguin at the moment. You know what that is? A Fancy Penguin? What the hell is that? Fancy Penguin. Right, so my buddy Dave, um, one of his family members actually works for the Pens. So he okay. uh, a couple years back, they had a big UFC fight, and he got tickets, went with his friend, and gets called up to um, – his buddy gets a text and says, hey, you want to go up to my buddy's box? Yeah, I'll go check it out. And, and Sid opens the door. Really? <laughs> So he gets to hang oh, out shit. for the whole UFC show with all the pens. And he said, hilarious, of course, Sid's not drinking because he probably had to get up at 4 a.m. to do like crunches and stuff because he's a freak. <laughs> yeah. But he said every one of the Penguins there was drinking Kettle One and Pellegrino water. So I'm drinking the, uh, the you know, not-making-million-dollar-a-year salary version of that. I just have Svedka vodka and Giant Eagle raspberry seltzer. So that's oh, a Fancy Penguin. I respect
0: the Fancy Penguin, man. I'm not, you know, hey, this is the Ramblin' Brews podcast. We're mainly beer here, but I don't discriminate against any uh, any liquors or anything like that. So, hey, more power to you, man. That sounds pretty good, actually. I'm gonna have had to the, try it.
1: Had the first one during the playoffs in 2016, so I've just stuck with it ever since. Oh,
0: so well, you gotta, you got to drink it every night from now yeah. until the the end of the tournament. <laughs> no, no, just right? during games. No, no, I, <laughs> I'm 32 years old. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> Uh, but I, I guess to answer my own question, um, as I mentioned on the last episode, I've got some requests to potentially try some new beers as a segment on the podcast. So I actually have done that. I've gone to a local brewing uh, company here, and I figure, you know, hey, during the pandemic, you know, what's better than, you know, supporting local business and, and going to a local brewery? I've actually been to this place. It's called Spoonwood Brewing Company here in Bethel Park, Pennsylvania. It's uh, They've got great... Um, brick oven pizza great appetizers a great atmosphere uh, awesome place to go um you know hopefully when when covid dies down we can get back there and have a good time but i did go in there and and i did uh receive some recommendations for some people so i got what's called the what a good boy fruit ale now ray does that sound like any beer you would like to drink um
1: no no no, absolutely not
0: <laughs> Well, let me tell you what's in it first And, and, and I bought a growler of it uh, To support the local business again but <laughs> Wait, wait, a-
1: but beforehand Was this was this a recommendation from John? It
0: was, so the last right. guest yeah. on the Ramblin' Brews podcast John Henderson, guitarist for Chalk Dinosaur Wait, uh, but,
1: but before it, yeah Let me just congratulate John Your guest from last week Our, our mutual friend uh, His band Chalk Dinosaur I don't know if anybody saw that Was played on Monday Night Football last week which yeah. is a pretty huge deal, you know?
0: Yeah, that was insane. I was actually asking him, like, how did they not get a check from that? I guess uh, NBC, or I guess is it was it Monday night or Sunday night? I'm not sure, but either way, Monday the, the, night, the yeah. network, the network just stole the stole the uh, the song. I saw it buzzing <laughs> all over their social media. I think that's a pretty awesome thing for them. But yeah, he recommended this um, their
1: social media again. Follow Chalk Underscore Dinosaur on Instagram.
0: Yep, yep, that's <laughs> exactly. And act Chalk Dinosaur, no underscore on Twitter, but. Uh, so he, he recommended, I reached out to him and I said, hey, you know, I'm going to try this new segment. You got any uh, good recommendations just based on our conversation last week? And he, he asked me, like, you know, what kind of beers are you looking for? And I figured I'd just stay safe with a nice ale beer. You know, I'm not trying to start anything crazy with a stout or anything ridiculous with coffee in it or something like that. So <laughs> right, That's
1: he he, uh, toasted Eastern Walnut stout. You know, what? yeah, that. Does I that mean, sound good to you.
0: I went to a restaurant the other day to pick up Takeout Ray, and this place, the beer special was like gasoline town uh, <laughs> coffee cold brew beer. And I'm like, that sounds fucking horrible. But anyway, so uh, John I don't, recommended. Wait,
1: I don't, wait, real quick before you even, I'm sorry, yeah. to keep interrupting. You. Like, what's, I, I don't understand the coffee beer.
0: I've never had it, so I don't even know what it tastes you, like. You drink coffee, understand. like
1: coffee on its own. I mean, if, if you drink black coffee, you probably like Guinness. So, I mean, What's the point of having another beer that kind of tastes like coffee? You can either have an Irish coffee yourself put a little bit of Jameson in your coffee. There you go. It's a coffee yeah, see, beer.
0: Hey see I'm not I'm not up on any of that. I don't even really drink coffee in general, but I can tell you right now there's nothing that I want less in my beer than a coffee taste. So I don't know what the what the uh, the big idea is or why people are so drawn to that but apparently you know, and the types of places that I was in and I guess that restaurant I was in it's a big seller it was their be- it was their uh, special of the day which was crazy to me so but anyway I reached out to John I said hey you got any good suggestions from any local breweries um, he told me the the what a good boy fruit ale and as I mentioned so I'll tell you what's in this beer it's the wintertime ale with honey plum and a touch of cinnamon. So right now, for the first time ever, on the Ramblin' Brews podcast, I'm going to take a sip of this beer, and I'm going to tell you what I think it's You know, – I'm I'm looking at it right now. I poured it, and you know, ironically, I poured it into a Coors Light glass. It actually has a Coors Light <laughs> symbol right. on the glass, so it reminds me that it's not going to be as good as that. No, with looks, these
1: with these craft beers, are you supposed to do what a sommelier does and just kind of smell it and you swish it around your mouth and spit it into a container? Is it, they, have they oh, gotten that serious Oh, you treat, it like, with a, it, you yet, treat it like
0: a nice wine up in Napa yeah. Valley? Me, right. Yeah, I mean, oh, that smells actually pretty good. It smells like it's got definitely a hint of cinnamon for sure, and Doesn't like uh, like you mentioned good. before we came on, you put you put cinnamon in anything, it tastes pretty good. So I'm gonna go ahead and take a sip and, and let you know what I think here.
1: All right. So before before you even respond, when was the last time you've had a plum? It tastes like cinnamon and plum. Is that? I've never t- had a
0: plum in my life because That's I'm not real. 80 years old. <laughs> but but uh. So, hey, any plum likers out there? I don't want to discriminate, but I'm right, not gonna yeah, lie. You don't, beer...
1: you don't know who the target audience of your podcast is yet. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, p- might be plum fans. Just
0: yeah. This this beer. I'm not gonna lie. It kind of looks terrible, um, but it it tastes pretty good. I would I would actually recommend this. Now, would I go out and actually buy this? Probably not. Um, again, I know I bought it once, but it's actually not too bad. It's it's got a it's got the perfect a hint of cinnamon. I don't even know. Honestly, to answer your question from before, Ray, I don't even know what a plum tastes like. So, right.
1: so I'm not so sure if I'm light, tasting it at all. But. Light on the uh, hints of plum, but it's more of a cinnamon. And cinnamon's overtones. a very yeah.
0: overpowering taste. Right. So that's pretty much all I taste.
1: And uh, you should it, come up with some kind of system. Do you have uh, like the Tim's beer system? Like, what's a what's yeah, at the I'll, top? Do you have a rating scale?
0: Yeah, I'll go off the rating scale. Um, I don't want to copy uh, Prez from Barstool too much, but I would say, let me take another sip before I rate. One sip, everybody knows the rules. It's hard to rate because, like, you would have to put them in a different a different bracket, I guess, in, in terms of each beer it is. But I guess overall, I'd say that's, like, a that's a solid, like, 6.6 6 at best, I think. I mean, I think it's a, a good recommendation. Thanks, John. Don't mean to shit all over your recommendation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure he ever said he's had it, but, you know, just, just not my cup of tea. Uh, I'll certainly drink it, you know, the rest of this episode, but I might have to crack a couple Coors Lights to uh, to cleanse the palate, so we'll see how that goes. But
1: Where would you, uh, just to get a reference, what's a, what's a Coors Light on this scale, if that's a 6.6? Oh,
0: you can't do a 10 because there's no perfects, right? But uh, It's not
1: even a number. It's just a picture of a, a blue mountain. Cold yeah, it's, and refreshing. It's a, it looked exactly,
0: yeah, it's a... <laughs> man. It looks so refreshing, like just after a hard day's work. The only thing you want is an ice cold Coors Light, made to chill. Speaking of, I mean, I gotta
1: the smell of freshly cut grass. You got some, you got some burgers and brats cooking on the grill.
0: <sighs> yeah, exactly. I just cracked the Coors Light up, man. I'll tell you what, we're ready to roll now. But so I, I did want to uh, jump into the NHL. Like I mentioned in the intro, there's a lot going on in the NHL. Um, so awesome. Such an awesome time to be a hockey fan. Uh, did you see – I know you watched the, the Penns-Flyers game, the first game, which was the actual kickoff game to the NHL right. season. But did you happen to see Kelly Sutherland, the uh, the veteran official, with the, the awesome puck drop where he got I on the mic? I did.
1: I wasn't expecting that at all. It just <laughs> – You usually see the refs get on their mic only when they're calling a penalty, and it goes horribly wrong. They, you know, it's (laughs) off halfway through, and then they do the signal, and they have to skate back out and try to. But he had like a little pre-recorded kickoff to the season at five thirty on a Thursday, ready to roll. You know, that was fantastic.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, for those who didn't see it, he came out and basically said, "Hey." You know, we've waited a long time for this. Everybody stay safe. Everybody stay healthy. Have a great season. You know, let's play uh, some hockey and let's get, you know, have some fun out here. And then he dropped the puck. And it, w- it was pretty cool to see. And it kind of ties back to the World Junior Tournament that I talked about in the first uh, couple episodes. But the referees in, th- in those games, they said some hilarious things. Like the referee, every game, he would come up, you know, he'd say something like, all right, boys, let's have a good one. whoever scores the most goals this game wins let's go and he dropped the puck like something stupid like that and it was just cool like i i hope they continue to do that and like because there's a lot of referees look at Wes mccauley in the nhl a lot of referees that have some personality and uh you don't really see too much personality from officials in other sports you know ed hockley was the one i can remember in the nfl he used to be the guy that was like
1: what's because he had 22 inch biceps yeah exactly he was was jacked jacked. i don't know if he was that big
0: I don't know if he was that big or he was, like, wearing, like, medium shirts, you know what I mean? But he he looked like he was just on the gas for sure. I, but I
1: think he was jacked, actually, just uh, compared yeah. to everybody, at least the other refs out there. I just remember <laughs> usually you see the refs standing next to football players and they look like they're children. Right. And then he used to stand out there and it's like, well, he's not wearing any pads and he's still <laughs> you can still see that he was ripped. I think that's just a big dude, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean – yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't mean to knock on Ed Hockley's any say <laughs> you know, medium hey, shirts. Hey, if, in
1: case Ed Hockley's listening, we're not burying him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bud. But, uh, yeah, you know, with that being said, you know, scoring appears to be up in the NHL. I know, um, as I mentioned in the intro, a lot of teams are doing well. Some teams not doing so well. It's, it's a crapshoot right now uh, with a short training camp. Um, you know, some teams that have new guys coming into the system, they made trades, they made free agency signings you know weren't able to really practice too much so chemistry's off so you're seeing a lot of that in the nhl right now you're seeing timings off for teams they're rusty they haven't some of them haven't played in eight to ten months um you know like i mentioned tough to build chemistry with new teammates so you're seeing a lot of scoring around the league i mean most of the most of the games are hitting the over you know you see you know the, the penguins i guess for instance today i mean they hit the, the over was six and a half and they hit six and like 10 minutes ago in the second period so you know, goal, it's a tough time to be a goalie right now in the NHL. I mean, what do you think exactly. about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. For all the reasons you're saying, hockey is so much fun to ri- watch right now. I mean, well, first of all, we're used to the season starting early October. So <laughs> coming out of this this long, long year after New Year's and stuff, I was so pumped just to see hockey get started again. And every single night, goalies who haven't actually been able to simulate the, the kind of stuff that you see in a game – they're clearly at a disadvantage right now everyone's getting absolutely rocked um (laughs) there's tons of just individual performances people skating through it everyone and scoring just dirty plays in front of the net and the goalies will take a little time to get caught back up but yeah i mean for people who aren't big fans of hockey if you have nothing else to do right now it's a great time to get started and then like you said bet the over on every single game for the next week or two yeah exactly
0: i mean like like I mean, look at the leading scorer in the NHL right now, who's tied with McDavid and Stamkos, which is insane, but he's actually leading because he's only played two games, is Travis Konechny for the Flyers. Now, granted, he did play the Penguins, who had a a couple lackluster efforts on defense in the first two games uh, as they swept the, the initial series with the Penguins, but... Konechny is belongs nowhere near the top of the leaderboard in the NHL. Right. Yeah,
1: that's not going to be <laughs> – there's names that you're going to see up there at the top, and he's not going to be there at the end of the year. But if you watch those games, the goals he scored too, he was just going to the front of the net. Two of them bounced off him as he was falling and went past Jari, who was horribly out of position. So it's fun for a lot of players right now. The guys who got a lot of grit, who are working their butts off, getting up and down the ice, they're the ones who were scoring. Um you talked about the Pens. Best player so far this season, without a doubt, has been Tanev.
0: Oh, Brandon Tanev, he's an absolute game-changer. So last year, whenever they signed him, uh, I think people were a little bit upset. Uh, I think it's just really Twitter people are upset. They're upset about everything. Yeah, people I People on mention Twitter are upset episode.
1: about breathing. I mean, that's just... <laughs> right, yeah, they just wake
0: up every day and they figure out, hey, what am I going to get fucking pissed off about today? But Tanev, yeah, he signed a long deal. He signed a six-year deal. But nobody can say he doesn't work his bag off. Like, he, he's absolutely – he's out there. He's the guy that you hate to play against but you love having on your team. It, and, and he might not score 20 goals a year, but he makes an impact on every shift out there. He's a great penalty killer. Um, he could probably chip in on the power play on the second unit. You know, and, and that honestly, the Penguins, um, their third line was their biggest question mark coming into the season, at least on paper, and that's probably, arguably been their best line. I mean, you got oh, definitely Jankowski has been. and, and yeah. Tanev and McCann have been buzzing. I mean, McCann laying the body today – um, against the Capitals, um, you know Tanev, like we mentioned, has been great, and, and Mark Janikowski. Everybody was like, "Man, this guy stinks." He was horrible. You know, he, he had, had 15 or 16 like, goals what? a couple years ago in Calgary. A couple, yeah, a
1: few years ago, and then last year he had something like six or seven points the whole season, and he played almost every game. And he's almost already tied that this year. Just yeah, you know, that
0: he's having a great he's having a great start to his season, and and you know I'm I'm maybe I'm a little bit optimistic to just being such a Penguins fan. And I think people, if you don't sign like the big free agent, you don't have like four lines full of all-stars. Everyone thinks you stink. But look at the teams around the league. There's 31 teams in the NHL. There's soon to be 32. There's going to be some guys that probably shouldn't be in the NHL, but that's just the way it is because there's
1: so many There's so many teams. you got to fill the spots. Um, the- you also have all these guys who have made a whole career out of they come into a new team. They play incredible. They score a ton of points and they kind of fizzle out and get traded. Like, the first one who pops to my mind is uh, David Perron. Who's played for how many different teams now? And he comes in, makes a massive impact. Just won a cop a couple years ago in St. Louis, and as a matter of fact, I'm going to predict that right now. At some point, Perron's going to get traded this season after going on a long cold streak for the Blues. <laughs> he's going a, to get traded to some team, and he's going to score six points in his first four games. That's what happens every time. Yeah, There's that's a bunch a, of guys like that.
0: That's a bold prediction. And to <laughs> to like uh, elaborate on your point too, which is funny to me, is that. David Perron has played for the St. Louis Blues three times, three separate times. He's right. been traded and came back. <laughs> he's played for the uh, the Oilers, the Penguins. I'm sure there's a couple other teams I'm forgetting, but
1: Anaheim. Yeah, he played. Maybe for, I think maybe Anaheim Montreal. for a brief Yeah.
0: So you know, it, it, he's he's a type of guy that he, he's an impact player, but he kind of wears his welcome out a little bit. Um, maybe not with management, but he his production starts to, to taper off and maybe he found his spot you know for the third time back in St. Louis as you mentioned uh, a couple of years ago when they won the Stanley Cup because he was one of their best players one of their best he forwards. was incredible
1: that whole that whole series he was absolutely incredible yeah there's there's guys like that who just get energized when they jump to a different team i'm hoping mark jankowski's one of those
0: <laughs> yeah hopefully and uh, and and what i predicted on the uh, last episode in terms of divisions uh philadelphia unfortunately for me and, and my own health and my own sanity um, I predicted they were going to win the, the East division, which, it, it, hey, they looked good. They beat the Penguins two games in a row. They're up, They're first in the division right now. I think actually maybe they're second now because the, the Capitals got a, a point today against the Penguins. Um, Just but look, everything to my good. core
1: doesn't want to you know ever say anything good, acknowledging that they might have potentially a good hockey team. Um, but, yeah, they look really good right now. They really do. They're fast. They're young. They finally have a good goaltender. But, fortunately, here's my second prediction. Because it is the Philadelphia Flyers, they will trade Carter Hart within three years for an absolute pile of garbage, and they're going to be the same old Flyers again.
0: That wouldn't surprise me. That would no. not yeah, surprise I mean... <laughs> me. And I would actually be glad to see it. Um,
1: I would be thrilled to see it. <laughs> it look too good right now, and I hate it.
0: Yeah, hey, we, we can pray for that to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think they're quite there. I think they're going to win the division. but I'm not sure they're a team that can really contend for the, the Stanley Cup. I mean, they are going to they, they can make a run in the playoffs, but anything could happen this year. And the one thing that scares me a little bit, uh, being a Penguins fan, is I'll give you this example of why I think the Penguins might be in a little bit of trouble. Now, they did win today. They won in a shootout, uh, a close game against the Capitals, their, their big division rival. But they basically, last year, they played at a 62% points percentage. So they got points in 62% of their games. So after their 0-2 start, or I guess their 1-2 and 2 start, they'd need to take about 68 points in their last 53 games to match that. So that means they would basically have to go 32-16-4, and 4, somewhere in there. And uh, I'm not a math guy, but I think that math is right. So about 32-16-4 30, to be able to uh, to get to the same point they were last year in points. And that, that's going to be a tough task. Um, I think they'll be able to have a little bit more um, of a bump, I guess, in in their play and their standings. They haven't played bad, but they're going to get Kasperi Kapanen back, which is going to be huge on the penalty kill power play on the first line. Although I think Evan Rodriguez has actually done a decent job on the uh, first line wing, although every time he gets a two-on-one, he he, kind of gets that thing where he's coming down the wing with Crosby or he's coming down the wing with Gensel. And he forces the puck. And every, like, guy that's maybe, I don't want to say inferior, but you know what I mean, like an inferior player.
1: Sid's had a bunch of those on his wings. Yeah, they the force year. it to him. And he's not yeah. open. And
0: he needs those guys to shoot the puck. Um, the Penguins and, have been overpassing like crazy in the early <laughs> – yeah, pa- Like I mean, they're passing up point-blank shots to try to do the backdoor tap-in, the perfect player. They've been doing that for years, and it drives me fucking crazy, but – i'm not a pro hockey player they need there's no fans in the stands but if there were about seventeen thousand 000 of them will be screaming shoot the puck <laughs> shit, yeah shit. exactly
1: <laughs> one of my favorite uh drunk chirps i've ever heard at a hockey game or any sporting event in my life um this was back in the Mellon arena so this was during the 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 three or four lean years you know when like uh Dick Tarnstrom was leading our team in points. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. This this guy just sloppy drunk and he's sitting in seats that he wouldn't have now because the team wasn't great, you know. Right. He's down there right by the ice. Like I'm assuming they could hear him and they're playing um uh, Magic Carpet Ride by Steppenwolf. Okay. You know, you, da, da, da. He starts yelling, "You won't score unless you shoot the puck." And I just <laughs> and like, it, it was one of those things that I've ever seen that just stuck with me. Still to this day, I'll classic Yzer. Yeah, just hammered. This guy's just absolutely wrecked. You know, it's a, like a Tuesday yinzer, night. Yeah, yeah, classic yinzer. This division's gonna be tough, though. That's the the main the main problem for the Pens is just because with the new realignments, um, we basically what got rid of Columbus and brought in the Bruins. That's a that's a tough trade. Yeah, and unfortunately
0: um, the Columbus Blue Jackets are 0 two right now, so they'd be nice to have in the division, but the, the, the Bruins actually just lost to the Devils. So I, I think I think this, you know, early on it's a short season. You know, there could be a lot of problems. Um if you start like say the Penguins were to lose today against the Capitals. Luckily they won, but you start 0 three or one and four or something like that. I mean you're in some big trouble. Yeah, there's trouble not that up many games. You
1: can't, you can't depend on there being a big streak going the other way. the but- then again, every single year that Sid's been on the team, the Pens go on some kind of ridiculous streak where they look unbeatable. So as long as he's still there and still playing the way he is, like you mentioned uh, Evan Rodriguez, there was a couple times today that he just outworked everyone on the ice while they were tired, like he always does. He got, he got a mismatch against because uh, he stayed a little longer. He was out there against the fourth line. He was bouncing pucks off of Rodriguez, and he threw one into the corner, and then he passed one to the defenseman who wasn't ready for it. I'm not worried as long as Sid's there, but there's definitely going to be probably two teams who could potentially do some damage in the playoffs who aren't going to make it in the West or um, the East Division this year just because of the realignment.
0: Yeah, and and I don't know if you saw on um, Saturday night, Elliot Friedman reported on Hockey Night in Canada that uh, the Penguins were in on Jack Roslovic, the the young 23 uh, year old center from the Winnipeg Jets, who's an absolute stud um but he doesn't want to play for winnipeg he's similar to patrick Line. uh they yeah. just don't want to play for winnipeg so we'll see what you know he uh friedman anticipated that the Penguins were going to land him so we'll see what we, what we would have to give up for him um but i mean he could make a big impact on our on our bottom six although like we mentioned our third line's already pretty good fourth line uh two of their guys today against the capitals two of the fourth liners were pretty much benched for the whole second and third period so you know, at any depth they can. I mean, I think that's a good, good recipe and hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens if we can land Roslovic. But, um, you know, I wanted to move on to like some other league stories. So have you seen the Keith Yandel controversy
1: yeah was that he was supposed to get scratched or something like that so he he he's on
0: yeah he's on an 80 or sorry an 866 game iron man streak which means he's played 866 straight games he hasn't missed a game since then
1: it's um, absurd of his team's play and he plays he plays
0: defense which is crazy i mean you, you might take a a slapper to the instep on your boot you know break your foot ankle anything like that um so they were talking about he was practicing with their taxi squad. The squad basically that's just there in case there's any COVID um, issues or anything like that, so they can fill the team. He was practicing with them, practicing with the second unit. He's on a nice contract. He's a good, he's a great player. Not not the best defensive player, but a great offensive defenseman. And so it was looking like he was going to be scratched. And uh, I actually saw today that he. Actually, they did play him tonight, so he's kept his Iron Man streak going. So he's at 867 games now. He actually scored a goal tonight, but I think the Florida Panthers are actually trying to trade him. And what I wanted to ask you, Ray, was like, what do you think about that? Do you think, like, for the better of the team, should you scratch a guy who's maybe one of the best defensemen in the league but maybe just struggling a little bit? Or maybe you don't – maybe your, your coach doesn't think he's – you know the right fit for the team but you're gonna end his streak on a health bomb like a health healthy scratch I mean that's, what do you yeah, think that's about that
1: that's one of those things that like what does this stat actually mean in the long run to your team versus the player or something like that uh it's more so that he's a popular guy he's been around for a long time I mean if you play that many games in the league you're gonna make a lot of friends and a lot of enemies too right that kind of you know just by because it's not like The rest of the team, like, there's, you know, they can't possibly have him in the lineup. It's not like they're so good that they're so stacked with talent that they have to scratch him. Yeah, I mean, they're
0: bringing jabronis in. Like, jabroni guys that they picked up on waivers. And I I hate to say jabroni guys because they're all NHL players, but you know what I mean. Like, they're not Yandel. Keith Yandel has been a great player in this league for a long time. It's just, you know. Maybe it's time to move on, but it, it it is like I I would hate. So what happened a couple of years ago is Andrew Cogliano. I think he actually had the Iron Man streak. I don't remember the exact. Oh, uh, for games. the um. He played for the uh, Ducks. The
1: super fast guy for the Ducks. Yeah, he because didn't didn't he get a suspension? It was kind he of got ticky-tacky. a suspension. Yeah. a very ticky tack yeah, suspension,
0: that. which cost him his Iron Man streak. Um. So, I I I don't know. I mean, that's not like you mentioned. It's not an actual like legit huge record, but... like Right,
1: but it's it's crazy for hockey. Like you would hate to get I mean, that a I mean, healthy scratch. Just even playing beer hockey, I mean, how many times do you have to think about calling off because... <laughs> Oh, dude. Your ass hurts. You didn't sleep well enough. I mean, hockey is is incredibly hard. Not only only that, but
0: they're they're blocking shots. I'm a fucking flamingo out there, dude. I'm trying anything I can. I'm doing cartwheels on the ice to to avoid (laughs) blocking a shot. Exactly.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. to play at the highest level, especially as a defenseman. um, That's something that you're going to have pride in forever. So it's one of those things that like... the only reason I could see that ending is a management decision. And it's one of those things that the coach would probably fight because he knows that, you know, even if this dude gets traded, that's not a good look for the rest of the locker room. And you talked about how players can kind of wear out their welcome. That happens with coaches even quicker, even incredible coaches after a couple seasons, right? Uh, they kind of lose the room and that's a quick way to lose the room, which is not something you want, especially this early in the season.
0: That's a great point, Ray. I mean, like, so hockey coaches, there's nobody on a, on a shorter leash than a hockey coach. And like you mentioned, yeah. if anybody knows anything about hockey and knows anything about the NHL, Keith Yandel is one of the most popular guys in the league, most popular teammate. I mean, almost I, I would imagine most people that I've I've heard and, and on other podcasts or on other interviews have said that Keith Yandel is their favorite teammate. He's a great guy to have in the room. You know, that's a great way to to lose your job. Yeah. And not get the guys to, to play oh, yeah. for you because, you know, you're benching a guy like that. And uh, you know, I, I, I hope he continues to play. I, I hope uh if he if he can't have a fit in Florida, you know, yeah. I know he wants to go to Boston from what I've I've read. Um he's from the Massachusetts area. I think he'd be a great fit in Boston. As I mentioned on the last episode, they lost Tory Krug and Zdeno Charo two of their their best defensemen. Yeah. Um so that he'd be a great fit there. Like again, not the best defensive defenseman, but a great offensive minded player. <sighs>
1: God, I mean, he'll find a place to play. Jack Jack Johnson got another contract this year. Like, <laughs> I know you can find somewhere for Keith Yandle to play. <laughs> the Pens, the Pens, <laughs> buy him out and then go sign Mike Matheson and Cody Cece, who neither are playing right now, probably for a while. You <laughs> know, Keith Yandle can definitely find a position starting in the NHL this year, specifically with people being in and out of the lineup with COVID and injuries. Did you see? He's definitely gonna find a good landing spot.
0: Speaking of Jack Johnson, did you see where uh, the first game? I actually, saw, so I have NHL TV. I watched their first game, and I like I I p- turned it on a little bit late, and Rangers Twitter was going banana lands, dude. They were like, this fucking guy is terrible. Jack Johnson things. <laughs> I feel bad for him for his financial situation. What happened with his parents? Oh, and that's but, terrible. But, his but, family
1: but, stole all his money. Yeah, his family,
0: just... his, his parents, the people you trust most in the world, stole all his money and put him in debt. And, it just
1: and, again proves how much of a good guy Sid is the whole reason he got a contract with the pans is because right and then he got he signed again out. by the
0: rangers so like yeah. he, he hopefully he'll be able to be okay but this guy i don't know if you saw ray but he he was like coming out of the zone the first like 5 minutes of the game he chips the puck into the uh like from the red line he tries to chip it in the zone it hits the linesman's skate Matt Barzell just dangles the shit out of him. Comes around the like like corner, just roofs yeah. <laughs> it. Short <laughs> side shelf.
1: I didn't even see the clip, but I've Short seen it happen so shelf. many times. I can I can visualize it perfectly.
0: Oh my god! And Jack Johnson's got his head up to the rafters, like you know. Oh my heavens, what happened? You know, but you know, I, I feel bad for the guy. And it's I guess speaking of bankruptcy. Um, and that's not the best. <laughs> that's not the best thing in the world. For, Where are you going with this? What's but uh, Evander Kane, did you see Evander Kane? Oh the, my god, uh, I did see that. The left winger for the San Jose Sharks, one of the best players in the league, um, actually filed for bankruptcy this past week, and he listed. Uh, so he just signed three years ago. He signed a forty-nine million dollar deal the with the Sharks. Yeah. And he's filed for bankruptcy, listing twenty-six point eight million dollars in debt. Uh, his bankruptcy filing also shows that Kane claimed one point five million dollars in gambling losses last year. He claims he has seven family dependents and that he is involved in six ongoing legal proceedings, one being a uh, potential sexual assault case. Um I mean it wow. like if, if you know, if he did that, if he had the sexual assault charge, then you know, fuck him. But like it's unbelievable to me that these guys. So like, I don't even think this is into what I just said, but I'm pretty sure Evander Kane has markers in Las Vegas casinos. So like, you know what a marker is? So like, a marker would be like if you you're a rich person or a wealthy person, you go in and say, "Hey, I don't have the cash. You know, I'll, I'll take a marker for a hundred grand, or I'll take a marker for five hundred grand." I the casino no basically. I'm, I'm not a I'm yeah, not a
1: rich person or a gambler. I'm not a rich so person, I no but I, I,
0: I gamble. <laughs> my, I gamble, but I you know I lose most of the time. But uh, basically. You go in and you tell the casino, hey, you know, they, they know who you are, or you have an account there, or whatever the case is, and you ask them for a marker, and they basically, it's like a loan. And you gamble, and then if you lose it, you just pay them back later. It's, so you don't have to give them 100 grand or 500 grand up front, something like that. They do that for, for people like that or for high rollers. So I think he's got a couple of those where he's got a couple hundred thousand dollars he owes to Vegas casinos, and, wow. you know, It just boggles my mind that these guys, I mean, I, I know a lot of players, especially in like the NFL and the NBA, they get taken advantage by the, uh, taken advantage of by the, you know, family and friends that they have, but it's a damn shame, man. These guys are making, like I just mentioned, he's had multiple contracts before this and he just signed, uh, for 50 sheets, $50 million and like, this guy's $30 million in, in debt? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I mean, I feel bad, it, but if it's his own doing or he did some horrible things, you know, with these lawsuits and stuff like that, I mean, you know, he deserves it. But it's just crazy to me that pro athletes can, can be like that. Like, I, I I have no idea how, what to even say about that.
1: It's wild. Um, yeah, I didn't re- – you brought up all those stats and stuff. I didn't even I, – I saw that, but I just saw the headline or I saw a tweet or something like that. I didn't actually dig into it, but – the one thing I did notice about that whole situation is, did you, you played NHL this week? Oh yeah. You know how like the the tuners, they, they reset them every couple of weeks or so. Like, and they had a uh, European hockey club thing on hockey's ultimate team. Right. I just noticed they rotated it out this year, and I I turned my game on like. I had just read that headline, and the first face I see on there was Evander Kane. And I, I started cracking up because I was like, I don't know if that was a, like a low blow by whoever's in charge of NHL, or like maybe they, they put them through randomly and it was a coincidence, or they have some kind of algorithm worked out where they show which players are trending. But like, it was one of those situations where like, I read about it, was like, oh, wow, that's nuts. And then I, I flipped on NHL like 20 minutes later, and he was the first face that popped up on it. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Poor guy, poor guy, man. Hey, well, I hope uh, you know. I, I hope everything works out for him uh, as best as it can. I mean, if he's got, if he got some sexual assault charges and stuff like that, you know, on behalf of the Rambling Bruise podcast, I do not want to support that um, if, if they are legitimate yeah, allegations. I just, yeah. But I mean, this guy, <laughs> I remember him knocking Matt Cook the fuck out when he That's played for the main to- Thrashers. <laughs> He knocked but, him cold the fuck out, man. And, and like, this dude. So, it, it, another thing, too, before you go on, Ray, like, I don't know if you know who Jake Paul is, but, like, the YouTube guy. uh
1: uh-uh.
0: So, Jake Paul is, like, a young kid. He's, like, 23 years old. He's, like, one of those kids that's, you know, you, um, a mainstream YouTuber, uh, basically. Anyway, he's a boxer now. Um, he just knocked Nate Robinson the hell out. Of oh, I of saw
1: that. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. I saw, I saw Nate Robinson just got destroyed though
0: yeah so that's a that's a whole conversation for a different day but jake paul he's a youtuber he's turned boxer um i think he's 2-0 in his pro boxing career he's got a couple amateur fight wins and he's more of like a he's a rapper youtuber whatever you want to call him why
1: like why of all nba players is nate robinson boxing <laughs> Did, he was like, it, how, wasn't well, he like the, 5'8 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's like, the argument where like people you hear, think you hear because... an NBA player's boxing, and I'm assuming like, yeah, th- that would have been impressive if this YouTube guy knocked out a dude who was seven three, you know, like from <laughs> Eastern Europe or something, weighs two hundred fifty seven pounds. Like, yeah,
0: this guy Dami Diao Ming or something like. So
1: like, it's not gonna happen. You're not gonna hear that story. It's, yeah,
0: <laughs> Nate Robinson, he's like the ideal story of people that think they're they were athletic in one sport that can turn over because. I, I don't know how much you know about boxing. I don't know a ton about it, but I I know for a fact that boxing is a whole different story. Like fighting is different. Like, well, here's you can, the, the, you can the be one a great thing. Athlete I know about boxing is boxer, yeah. You
1: could know, be an unbelievable athlete, but like, have you ever just stood still, set a timer on your phone for sixty minutes, and just thrown punches? You're gonna be gassed in seconds. You know? right. <laughs> it's a completely different, especially a retired player who's not that big. Who I mean, yeah, you could be one of the best athletes in your sport. But that is a very, very different situation. No, I, oh, I, 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 I think I know where you're going with this now. Yeah, I didn't know the whole story, but wasn't Evander Kane supposed to fight someone? Yeah, is that so the same guy. So Jake, Jake yeah, Paul, he would have killed that dude. I don't even know who this guy is, but I know I've seen Evander Kane fight before. He'd knock that dude out in a second. Um, I, it'd
0: be, it'd be an interesting fight, I think. So Jake Paul knocked, like as I mentioned, he knocked Nate Robinson the fuck out, and he was out there talking shit and. It's actually crazy because Jake Paul's brother Logan Paul, who's the more famous YouTuber, um, he's actually has Tim, a fight. This
1: is, a, this is evidence that you're what four or five years younger than me. You're talking about <laughs> famous YouTubers like that's I don't understand how that's even a thing.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, it's actually insane. I mean, he he makes more money in like a minute than I'll ever make in oh, my yeah, life. Oh yeah, those probably. guys make ridiculous amounts of money. But can... he so Logan Paul, Jake's Paul's brother, Jake Paul's brother is actually fighting. No joke, dude. I'm not fucking joking. He's fighting Floyd Mayweather, arguably the best boxer of all time in an exhibition fight in February. So, uh, Evander Kane, basically, for the Sharks, after...
1: What are the... Wait, wait, real quick. He's fighting Floyd Mayweather.
0: He is. Yeah, Floyd Money Mayweather. Like that's actually happening? Yes. Is it
1: can you bet on that? What are the odds for Mayweather? Because there's a there's a one billion percent chance he's gonna win. I'm not He's sure not what the gonna odds put are. himself in the situation to lose to a YouTuber. I well, mean, Well, I'll he... put it
0: this way. I'll put it this way, right? Logan Paul, not Jake Paul, but Logan Paul, his older brother, the one that's fighting Floyd Mayweather, um, he's oh one and one in his career. He has one win or sorry, one loss and one draw, no wins. And both of them were against the same guy who was another YouTuber. Okay. So Floyd Mayweather could literally go in there and like sit down, and eat a sandwich, and he's still going to fucking dummy this guy. But so when that came out, and when uh, Jake Paul dummied Nate Robinson, as we mentioned, and uh, you know, and then it came out that uh, Logan Paul was going to fight Floyd Mayweather, Evander Kane was all over Instagram, all over social media saying, like, hey, I'll fuck any, any of these Paul brothers up, <laughs> I'll kick their ass. And like, to me, it's like, because. Dude, I mean, they make a lot of money, especially like I think that that fight with Mayweather. You know, Logan Paul's gonna make uh, at least like $10, 20 million dollars based on pay per view buys. Because Mayweather ain't.
1: Does anybody want to fight me for money? I'll get knocked out for.
0: Yeah, for I'll a get dummy for twenty million. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's <laughs> what that's what
0: I'm thinking. Like Evander Kane, maybe he's thinking. You know, hey, I need some oh, money.
1: <laughs> I see what you're going with here.
0: <laughs> but so maybe he's thinking he needs some money. He's setting out man.
1: challenges. Oh, he's thinking the same way I am. Yeah, sure, I'll take a couple punches for a few <laughs> mil. <laughs> hey,
0: honestly, I'm still drinking this. Uh, what a good boy beer.
1: Is it? Has the rating
0: gone up? It's gone since down. you've had a few. It's gone. It's down. It's gone down. You, you can't change the rating after you make it, but. It's gotten worse. Maybe it's. I don't know. A for me, whenever
1: more. I have a few drinks, like they start tasting better and better as the night goes, and then there's you know there's a point of diminishing return that you hit and everything tastes terrible. But um.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's not not the best beer, but uh, hey, shout out to, to uh, Spoonwood Brewing Company here in Bethel Park. Uh, the other thing in the NHL I wanted to mention too is uh, Pierre Luc Dubois, one of the best uh, young centermen in the league uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He has, as I mentioned on the last episode, he's he's requested a trade. It's actually been confirmed now by John Tortorella, uh, towards the coach for the Blue Jackets. It's crazy because he basically came out and said, "Like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna keep this out in the open. This is what we do in this organization." He's gonna uh, make Pierre Luc Dubois address the team and basically tell them, "Hey, I want to be traded," which is kind of awkward. Um, from what I understand, he wants to go to Montreal. Um, so, so well, I guess,
1: makes, yeah, pronounce his name. He wants yeah, to play Pierre Montreal. Luc He's sense. a French player. He wants, to play for,
0: he wants to play in a big market. I've heard he that wants, he does he wants to
1: play the same place as Raoul Chevrefice and <laughs> Yvonne cornway You know, it's, a, it makes sense. Uh,
0: you know, I, I just, I, I wonder what, about Columbus. So Columbus, huh? they're a relatively new franchise. Uh, I think they came in in 99. I want to say 98, 99. Um, I wonder like what do you think? You know, do you think that they're gonna be able to keep some, some of the draft picks like that? Like I mean, it seems like he wants to play for Montreal. He doesn't he doesn't really get along with John Tortorello, the coach there, which a lot of people don't. Well, he that, kinda wears out as well. I
1: mean, that was gonna be my answer right there. Uh yeah, people will stay in Columbus once Tortorella's gone. Nobody likes playing for him. The guy's just a dick. I mean like it, it I don't think it has anything to do with with the city itself honestly Columbus since they came in they've had some pretty solid teams uh, a couple decent playoff runs um, you know really good regular seasons the the actual city itself have you been down there
0: I have it's, it's a blast I, that arena Columbus district is awesome. that, the arena district by their rink is awesome man. I
1: I've been to a, I've probably seen Game. Oh, nice. Cracking another one. I've Absolutely. either seen games or have been to the cities, like I've seen the arenas where NHL teams play. It's probably like 11 or 12 of them, something like that. Uh, Columbus probably has the nicest one. It's incredible. There's just bar after bar, restaurant, all these shops and stuff, and it just like all feeds. The center of the whole thing is where the Blue Jackets play. Um, but ba- i i went to i've been to maybe three games there we go with a group of guys from pittsburgh just because it's like sometimes cheaper to rent a hotel down there drive down to go see a game on a weekend stay at the hotel and then come back the next day than it would be to get tickets just for the pens game you know like that happened a few times especially right. you know seven eight years ago this was the case and it's a blast like we the the fans, are, the fans go nuts. The The food around there is good. They have, like, Cane's like chickens right by there, and they have all kinds of <laughs> – Oh, Cane's Chicken. That place
0: is unbelievable. Like, so the one thing that's sad – the one thing that's awesome about the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, arena, like you mentioned, is there's so many bars and restaurants around there. Right. The one thing that's sad is that Nationwide, who owns – or who has the rights to that arena, who actually paid to build the arena is Nationwide uh, Insurance – they actually offered to build the Penguins Arena back whenever uh they were building their arena. So Yeah, yeah. That but, was
1: one of the that was one of the many proposals that there. a lot of the proposals sounded way better than what they yeah, actually ended up with, but it I fell remember through, that. Yeah, it they fell wanted to build up the area they, just like that. Yeah.
0: The city of Pittsburgh wanted to use um union workers and you know whatever the case is and and all that politics going on but nationwide was like no we have our own contractors so basically the penguins are stuck with a with a pretty sick arena but like two fucking bars nearby but when you go to Columbus like
1: the, the, it's, the it's completely different yeah, yeah there's a lot of other you know issues that go into why the pens arena didn't turn out like that but i just remember seeing the plans and uh that area down around the arena that they have in Columbus is something that any city would like. It's unbelievable. Like, um, you, you get an Airbnb or a hotel nearby and from, you can kind of like feel the atmosphere of a game, not even a playoff game, just like a regular season. And uh, granted, there was a lot of pens fans down there too. that were doing the same thing, but, you walk out of your door, and you see flags for hockey all around. Every bar's got the game on. Right. And you walk in there, and it, like, funnels you into the arena. It's got to be a blast to play there. They have that insane, annoying cannon that goes off whenever they score. Oh,
0: my God. Dude, speaking of that cannon. For was about to Shakes
1: <laughs> Shakespeare, yeah, it's nice. Dude,
0: I, I got tickets with my buddy Troy, uh, one of my good buddies, and we went there. His dad lives out in Columbus. And we went to a game a few years ago, and sure as shit, man, we were right next to the fucking cannon. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's all right. The Penguins are going to win this game. No. Nah, the fucking Blue Jackets, I'm pretty sure they won 6 to 2 and we had to hear that damn cannon go off six times. It was the first arena I've ever been in where I've seen people sitting in the crowd drinking a glass of wine. <laughs> like it was incredible. You could actually go to the concession stand and get a glass of wine or like or like you can get sushi, you know, it was it, – it's an awesome arena, uh, great town. I, I just wonder about, like, the way the NBA works, kind of, like where players are just like, yeah, I don't want to play in this town. You know, it's the middle of Ohio. I'd rather play in New York. I'd rather play in Florida. I'd rather play in Tampa, Los Angeles. You should um, never play in New seat. York
1: just for the taxes. But, yeah, I know some of the players like right. to be where things are a little more active. From That just – I don't know why this just popped into my mind. Have you ever seen the YouTube video of Marshawn Lynch at um, – right after he got signed with Buffalo, just, just go ahead. Everybody, anyone who listens to this too. after this is over, Tim search for Marshawn Lynch. I think it's like, just type in Applebee's. He, Oh, I've seen that Marshawn Lynch Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. They were talking about how players don't want to go to Buffalo. And he, he has this like two minute, it's almost like a wrestling pro, but he's just talking about how much fun he's having at Applebee's. And when he gets crazy, he goes to David Buster's and then comes back. or something. Like, just unbelievable. But anyways, um, even if like the atmospheres, there's, there's great. It's a fun place to play. And there's uh, there's cheap housing for the players nearby. It's just, you know, right. Um, nobody wants to play for John Tortorella. You can, you can hear in all of his interviews, you see him on the bench. The guy's just a dick. He's unlikable. Like even, and sure. He's, he's had some success, but there's a lot of coaches in the league that have had way more success from him. And he gets by in this reputation um, I feel like the media likes him. NBC Sports likes watching, you know, because he's, oh, he's, a, he's a dick. He's an old school he's guy. O- he's, he's always going. a soundbite. He's but a like, soundbite. I, it's know. hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a soundbite. He's a walking soundbite. But, like, it's got to wear you down playing for a coach who's just objectively hateable. So <laughs> I think that has a lot to do with it. If they get him out of there, sure, people want to stay in Columbus.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's the biggest thing. And they said with uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois that, it's just he doesn't he doesn't see eye to eye with the the coach uh, Tortorella as we mentioned, and I, I'm pretty sure Columbus probably plays a a role in that. And um, you know, I,
1: well, we we keep coming back to this theme about like people who wear out their welcome and go somewhere else and end up doing well. If Tortorella, if when I mean, I think they gave him like a huge contract, so like it makes more sense fiscally to keep him on for a while, right? Um, but whenever he goes somewhere else, he'd be a great guy to turn around a team who has a bit of a bad attitude, um, a team that has a couple star players they're sick of losing. But, like, uh, to build a team, to be a team that, like, was good, like, he's just – it's not going to work. I mean, you see it time and time again in the in the NHL where the team who wins does, has a coaching change halfway through the year. It's happened to the Pens however many times. Uh, yeah. Balsma and uh, Mike Sullivan, too. Three It, 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 it might have happened – yeah, yeah, but just, it, there's, it's not just the pens either. It happens all the time. Like, you have your message, you have your system, but at some point it gets stale, and then there's some teams that are just put together well. You have a good roster, and if they get a kick in the ass with the right guy, they're going to end up winning a cup, and then a goalie gets hot, you know? Right. Um, it's just not going to happen in Columbus until they get rid of him. He could end up doing well, even though I don't like him. I mean... He has that kind of attitude that, like, he could tighten up a team who has a lot of talent but not a lot of good systems in place. Right, he's this.
0: Um, He he won a Stanley Cup in two thousand four with Tampa Tampa, Bay. Tampa, Tampa, back then. So exactly, but he he's the kind of guy as I mentioned before. He wears out his welcome really quick. So if he's able to get there, maybe like after you know uh, you got some up and coming team and he comes in and he kind of like puts his system in place and is very authoritarian. And they can win those first two or three years, but after that, these guys are just tired of them. And and these super and the way the players are today, they're just not uh, they're just not equipped to be able to, to to deal with that. And he he's very hard on his players, and you know. As a Penguins fan, in a normal year when Columbus is in our division, I kind of hope he stays there because I don't think Columbus will really <laughs> right. be a threat. You
1: know? And <laughs> you've seen him; I've seen him melt down and take penalties like bench minors because he can't get himself under yeah, control. Yeah, a couple of years ago, <laughs> yeah. him and
0: Ovechkin were screaming at each other. You don't yeah. really see players and, and coaches, but hey, enough about Tortorella. Maybe one day he'll be uh, doing what I'm about to talk about next. But
1: wait, wait, real quick before we yeah, move sure, on from that, you mentioned them winning the cup in 2004. Whenever I hear about that team, I just vividly remember uh, Ruslan Fedetenko having an amazing game. All I think feds. he scored 2 goals in that. And I just wanted to if I'm ever do your podcast again, we should take a take a moment to talk about great names all time in in NHL history. Ruslan Fedotenko is is in the top five of my list. It just rolls off the tongue. He sounds oh. like a guy who plays hockey.
0: Yeah, Ruslan Fedotenko, and uh, and we will have you back on, and we will talk about that. <laughs> but two other names that come to mind will be Slava Kozlov and uh, Vladimir Wait, Konstantinov. Slava
1: Kozlov wasn't his real name, Yashashlav? I think it and was. He shortened it to Slava. Yasha so like Kozlov. Every, I don't, I don't, unbelievable. I don't want to. So I, good.
0: <laughs> I don't want to like uh, put everybody in the same bucket, but like Russian players, a lot of them like. Uh, you know Alexander Barkov, who plays for the Panthers. Florida Panthers. Yeah, he, his nick he, he goes by Sasha Barkov. So like it seems like a lot of the, the they did like Slava. I don't even think it was his real. Like you said, it wasn't his real Yasha name. Yasha Slav, I think. But like, yeah, yeah, so like it's crazy. I don't even understand how they get these names. But Vladimir Konstantinov, <laughs> sick name, but. Uh,
1: that was, yeah, that's an, that's an all-time great. Oh, man, I, wanted, I just kind of want to list off my favorite hockey names. From <laughs> I'm going to do a couple right now. We'll do current ones. All right, um, let's do it. Let's I'm do a it. big fan of, a lot of my favorite names are uh, from Finland. I know it's a very small country population-wise, but, God, their hockey names just unbelievable. There's always some kind of alliteration. So, like, um, well, you talked about Kasperi Kapanen. That's for the Penguins. But it seems to be there's a, my favorite right now, uh, Rasmus Ristolainen unbelievable name <laughs> <I love it. laughs> well and um i'm not sure if he's from finland but nito nita rider is probably my favorite current name in the nhl right now oh yeah, dude, big, big fan of alliteration
0: what a name what a name <laughs> we'll have to have you back we'll have to do an entire segment dedicated to sick hockey names <laughs> <laughs> Good.
1: i like that
0: um but what i did want to mention too like is for nbc so i i knew this would be near and dear to your heart but uh, this is the first season, unfortunately, without Doc Emmerich, uh one of the best NHL announcers of all time, uh, arguably the best NHL announcer of all time uh, from a national standpoint. Uh, Mike Milbury, Mike Milbury, very controversial guy. Everybody Talking seems to fucking garbage hate this guy. People.
1: Yeah, I mean, everything I had to say bad about John Tortorella, like add that. Plus, they're a bad, just like you know, morally a bad person. That's Mike Milbury, just garbage human being. At one point he. He took it uh, listen um you know I don't know any lawyers oh I do there's, there's a bunch on our hockey team uh <laughs> shut, shut up cap you know what's up um Panucci I don't think I heard this wrong I believe Mike Milberry took his skate off and tried to fight someone in the stands nope, or something nope, like nope, that no nope. no you have it a what little bit wrong a little bit he, wrong uh, what? he punched a child he too. went up he went up into uh, the stands at point in the, he... i think it was in
0: the <laughs> 70s he probably did do that but he went up to, into the stands in the 70s and uh i think it was the 70s Basically the Bruins were I think it was in New York, they had a big brawl with the Rangers fans. I think it was the Rangers. Uh, if anybody out there is listening and and knows I'm wrong, wrong with, with that, yeah. but he, he took the he took a fan's shoe off. It was the, the, the guy's shoe. shoe. He beat him with the guy with the uh, uh, shoe.
1: That was a bad example. He's just I know a bad that guy. He, at a youth hockey game, he was yelling at the kids and like grabbed a kid on the other team and started shaking him. I saw he a video did. of that. Yep. That was he's that a, was terrible.
0: He's a terrible guy. he was a bad analyst too for
1: years. Just he, they, they, whenever it used to be, um, you know, NHL used to be on ESPN two forever. And they had some great guys back then. Melrose was on all the time. John Buchagrass. Um, and they went to like the outdoor network. You remember that for a while? And yeah. Versus, versus versus. Yeah. And then it became, uh, it was on NBC and one of their, one of their early hires was Mike Milbury. And from the second he was on TV, he just started burying good hockey players, like young, athletic kids that had good hands and and did fancy plays and stuff like that. He would bury them after making an amazing play. Well, you know, you know, back in my day, we would have hit him with an elbow coming across the middle. you know, not gritty enough. He's just he's he's an outdated old dinosaur. He's an old asshole. You know, what? I hate Mike Milbury. I'll just say it.
0: Yeah, fuck that and guy. And I'm so glad. So the the he's biggest gone. thing, the biggest thing for me. And I was, like, two years old or a year old when this happened, but when Ulf Samuelson stepped up and dummied Cam (laughs) Neely's knee, okay – and Cam well, that's Neely,
1: why he, well, that's why he hates the – if you listen to any Pens broadcast, Mike Bilberry would find any way he could to bury the Pens. Yeah, it's and, because and he any, coached Boston at that time. Yeah,
0: Exactly. And any Boston people that listen to this podcast potentially, cover your ears. But Cam Neely well, here's was the, thing. the biggest want, here's overrated the thing. player of all time. He was the, we're he was we're not
1: defending b- Al Samuelson. Al Samuelson right. was a dirty, dirty hockey player. But he was our dirty hockey player. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, and, and I think Cam Neely was Mike the most Milbury overrated player some, of all time. A,
0: like, I, I think he was one of the most overrated players.
1: No, as a hockey player, or are you talking about his film career? Because his cameo <laughs> in Dumb and Dumber is one of the single greatest athlete cameos in any movie. As he plays Seabass.
0: No, I'm talking about it strictly from a hockey that player. Perspective. There, you
1: can't see it right now, but I'm pointing. Kick his ass, Bass.
0: Kick his ass, Seabass. No, honestly, I'm, I'm talking from – I. it's always too little to really appreciate him. I'm sure he was better than I'm giving him credit, but – he he just he's big, a whiny little he bitch. He's a big to me. power
1: forward. Uh, the, well, the the problem was Mike memberry said some defamatory things about the late great Badger Bob Johnson. He he called him like a professor of goonism or something like that, which is so hilarious coming from him. Just, ugh, what a just yeah. That, right terrible, after that hit, person. the Bruins
0: called up like uh, three or four of their goons oh, yeah. from the minors, and the, one of the all time great uh, comments <laughs> from one of the Bruins players. He's like, "What? Am I a goon?" because I got 700 penalty minutes this year and two goals. <laughs> I'm a good hockey player. Like it's a classic. Like I I got I'm going to tweet that out from the Ramblin' Brews uh Twitter dude, account that dude, that dude. awesome interview but like yeah, Milbury, he's he's one of the worst and one of the one of the uh, things that kind of sucks about coronavirus and, and COVID going on right now is uh, Mike Lang has decided he's not going to yeah. commentate any games uh until he's able to get the vaccine. I can't wait to hear Mike Lang say, "Hey,
1: and I just I it wasn't that big of a player in Penn's history but the way that Mike Lang used to say Sean McEachern talking about good names Sean McEachern just unbelievable <laughs> it'll stick to me till the, till the day I die speaking of which Rambling Brews podcast I just followed you right now Tim at Rambling Bruise on Twitter
0: that is it there that it is it. beautiful that is it and uh yeah so you know And as we speak, actually, I'm watching on my TV right now, Tom Brady. He's smiling ear to ear. The Buccaneers have advanced to the NFC Championship game. They will play the Green Bay Packers. As I mentioned on the last episode, what happened, that's going to be Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. What an outstanding uh, competition that's going to be. And you know, I can't wait to watch that. And it's also going to be the Bills and the Chiefs. So the Bills actually uh, beat the Ravens. That was the one loss that I had. So I was 3-1 and one on the weekend. Um,
1: huge question there after seeing – the kind of awkward hit slash tackle that Mahomes took today—that he can't play—that that is a completely it, different team. It didn't look. Yeah, they
0: have Chad fucking Henny as the quarterback. I, mean, I thought that guy was seventy-four years old. I texted my buddy. I'm like, "Is that really Chad Henny?" And was, he's like, he "Yeah, play? that's him." Get, he's like, "Backup quarterback's that? the best job why do in the I world." Know that? But it, it, if Pat Mahomes uh, is unhealthy, I man, they're they're toast. But um, they have a
1: bunch of weapons. But I mean, the whole team is just built through the unique way that he can scramble and still make those throws. That's going to be, Hey, it's good news for the bills. Um, but I mean, what is it a week from now? If they, did they officially announce it a concussion? What is What's the concussion? They announced it as
0: a concussion. Yes. Um, Mm. I haven't seen any of his, um, you know, anything after the game, I guess I haven't seen yet. I'm sure it probably won't come till Monday or Tuesday, but Um, It will be the Chiefs and the Bills playing in the AFC championship game, and then it will be the Buccaneers and the Saints playing the NFC championship game. And as much as I hated Tom Brady growing up, mainly because I'm a Steelers fan and he just dummied us, um, it is nice to see him having such success after Bill Belichick in New England basically just wrote him off and said, you know, you you don't have it anymore, even though he's been to like 94,000 Super Bowls. So it's it's uh it's gonna be interesting. I think that's it's it's gonna be really fun to watch. Um, you're gonna have Aaron Rodgers, who's the MVP this year. I think, in my opinion, all time great quarterback. Tom Brady, the best quarterback of all time. Patrick Mahomes, potentially everybody, uh, you know, thinks he's gonna be the the greatest quarterback of all time. And you got the Bills. The Bills have been starving for a, a team. I mean, I, I don't think people realize how ridiculous it is that the Bills. Went to four Super Bowls in the past and lost all four. Four straight. Four straight Super Bowls and lost all four. How do you not fucking win them? That's
1: absolutely insane. I was just looking up an article that I saw, just some random clickbait this week about like the most miserable cities in professional sports. Buffalo has to be towards the top. That whole thing with the uh, Brett Hall standing in the crease for. Oh yeah. (laughs) That and then four years in a row to go to like. Like it's almost statistically impossible to go to the Stanley or the Stanley Cup to to go to the Super Bowl four years in a row and not win a, one of those. Just oh my god, that's horrible.
0: Yeah, I mean it's like <laughs> I don't even know what, what to that? say about that. I, I if I was a fan of that team during that era, I, I have there's no telling what I would have done. I you know it's. It's incredible. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they can they can pull it off against the Chiefs. See, I'm I'm not a big Mahomes guy. I'm a West Virginia grad, and I know that Patrick Mahomes went 0 and 2 against WVU in his career. <laughs> I mean, this guy he uh, was could, a good player in college, sneak, but he seemed he was like a in there. he was like a jabroni, and then out of nowhere, he's like uh, arguably the best quarterback of all time. Is a, is what they're saying? I mean, it's a little early yet, but
1: it's very early for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and who are you pulling for in this? Um, I just I don't. I've I've always kind of liked Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I, I, I want. I like to see Aaron Rodgers get the job done. um. Also,
1: my, uh, I have a a cousin who works and who's actually like the chief of tickets it for the Buccaneers. So shout out Ben. Um, So I'm kind of pulling for the for the Buccaneers too. So (laughs) it sounds weird saying that ever, but like, I think I just hate the Patriots so much that I would kind of want to see Tom Brady win another Super Bowl not there so yeah. they could stop just bragging about it every single day of their and, lives and, and honor like they of, had anything to do with it
0: and in honor of uh one of my uh you know favorite personalities athletes of all time Paul Bissonette Biz Nasty at Spit and Chicklets I would love to see Tom Brady shove it up. Bill Belichick's hoop, no or sandpaper finish, no <laughs> spit, no lube, just right up his hoop, man. Because Bill Belichick is just a complete jackass. I cannot stand that guy. He was a jabroni in Cleveland. Awful. He 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 got gifted Tom Brady, which I, and, and I don't know. I actually don't, I'm not sure if he uh, drafted Tom Brady, but if he did, my God, what a lucky draft. But um,
1: well, I'll tell you what, he has um, kind of similar hateable qualities to John Tortorella the difference is he wins and wins and wins and wins he cheats to do it but I mean like Eddie Guerrero said if you ain't cheating you ain't trying
0: yeah I lie I cheat I steal you (laughs) all right Peter Eddie Guerrero man and that's a perfect segue um so I did want to talk to you a little bit about wrestling so I know you're you're an AEW fan a Kenny Omega fan um I just wanted to, to kind of Pick your brain a little bit about what you think about wrestling, what you think about AEW versus WWE versus NXT. Uh, kind of, you know, what what you like about AEW because, as you know, and I'm not sure all the listeners know, but I'm more of like a, an old school type wrestling fan. I don't particularly care for the the new school wrestling with AEW. Um, you know, one of my favorite uh, podcasts to listen to, one of my favorite people uh, to listen to is Jim Cornette. Uh, for those who don't oh, know, Jim Cornette is arguably one of the best wrestling managers of all time. Um, he's an unbelievable heel manager, and, and, and he was the manager for the Midnight Express, arguably one of the best tag teams of all time in the for 80s and of 90s. You,
1: for those of you who don't know Jim Cornette, he's an old, angry knob who yells out into the internet because he doesn't <laughs> understand it, and it scares him. Yeah, it's
0: Exactly. He's still got a flip phone, I think, or or, or uh, whatever they, all those kind of phones are, but... uh
1: you know, Jim Carnett's one of those guys that is as uh, as <laughs> as Hulk Hogan would say, he uh, you know, there's there's works and there's shoot and then sometimes you work yourself into a shoot brother, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what he is. He he basically can't stand new age wrestling and I'm kind of with him. Um I, I wouldn't say I can't stand it. I just don't get it. Um
1: So Well, I, here's here's what I let me just tell you what I hate about him. Um Sure. He's one of those guys, like, you know, <laughs> the great Mark Madden, who, like, if someone in their when they ran into him at one point in their lives, they didn't have a favorable conversation, he hates them forever. And I feel like he does that. He just picks random people to do that with. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and he's he's def- a massive he, Obviously, he hates the Young Bucks, so anything that AEW does, he'll hate. But the thing that I just don't like when people say, oh, you shouldn't like this because this isn't what I like about it. Um, what I've always enjoyed about great point professional wrestling is that it's just the most absurd form of entertainment that you could possibly have like you take every single thing that they do with a grain of salt because it's it's like a scripted fight but there's also gymnastics And then there's like you have people that are just basically, you know, stunt people that that dive through things. And it's like kind of a soap opera, too. And then sometimes things go horribly wrong and they have to improvise. It's like a like an organized train wreck. So for people saying that, like, oh, this guy's ridiculous. I'm assuming he hates like a guy like Luchasaurus, for example, who claims emphatically that he is a dinosaur <laughs> this dude's like i think he used to be on like a reality tv show he's on big brother dude's like six five ripped and he wears a dinosaur mask all the time that's just so ridiculous like how could you not enjoy something like that like
0: yeah i think with with cornet though so he grew up he grew up in the era of like the 70s 80s where I I know it sounds like fucking ridiculous, but people legitimately were starting riots and lighting the seats on fire in buildings, and they're they're stabbing wrestlers. They're slicing their tires. Because people actually legit thought, like, hey, the heel's a dick bag. If the bad guy won,
1: he'd get... People would throw beer on him Try to stab him in the parking lot That's just an insane Yeah, situation.
0: there's been plenty of wrestlers that have been stabbed There's been plenty, plenty of wrestlers that have had to had Police escorts pick pick them up from the airports And stuff like that So I think that's the era he grows up in Where, to your point, he hasn't really adjusted to this new era um, But I think this new era And like I mentioned on you know, It was either episode 1 or 2 I can't remember when we were talking about McAfee But there's never been less people watching wrestling today Or there's never been less people watching wrestling than there is today, so like I think that's kind of his gripe is like maybe they should go back. But my argument is like you you really can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's a sad thing for wrestling. Because no, I'm not saying people actually thought it was legitimate. I think some people did. But people actually, like, you could suspend disbelief. And like I mentioned on a couple you know, previous podcasts, when Stone Cold Steve Austin was talking, or The Rock was talking, or Triple H was giving his five-and-a-half-minute promos to get out ten words. <laughs> he, like, you actually believed what he was saying. He, he, and even McAfee. That was my point on McAfee. He actually, like, whenever you listen to him talk – on his promos it sounded like he meant exactly what he was saying and like he believed it from the bottom of his heart and it made you actually be interested in the feud and now it seems like with aew I, not a knock on them because i haven't watched him all that much and i don't want to knock those guys i like jericho i like cody rhodes i don't know too much about kenny omega and uh, kenny omega you if know, you,
1: the best way to describe him for people who haven't seen him like there's people that worship him they they love the stuff he did in japan Kenny Omega is a video game character. That's what's so appealing about him. Like he he doesn't look like a normal person. He's got this ridiculous hair that looks like it was drawn on in the 80s and he doesn't make mistakes. He has these matches where he pulls out moves just over and over again, doesn't get tired. Like it's almost like you put the game on easy mode and you're spamming, you know, your your moves in a fighting game or something like that. That's right. his whole appeal. Um
0: and I saw I saw like on he he so AEW's kind of uh, Working with Impact Wrestling Yeah right that's now. kind of crazy
1: too Yeah
0: Yeah and, and I saw Omega Kenny Omega Debuted on Impact Wrestling For like a six way tag uh, A, a six man tag match I should say With like Carl um, Anderson And what's his the name? The machine gun Carl Anderson Luke Gallows and,
1: Luke Gallows And good old and, Sex and Ferguson I, These yeah, he was. He was. Uh, but shout out to Luke Gallows. My jabronis. my sister actually bought me a cameo, and he wished me a Merry Christmas, and that was the first thing I saw on Christmas morning, which is oh, fucking hilarious.
0: Right, <laughs> fucking rights, man. He so and your sister's a big Kenny Omega fan. My sister is one correctly. of those people
1: that said that like uh, almost worships Kenny Omega. Yeah, <laughs> she's got a she has an yeah, autographed so. picture of him um, from the this random ROH show in Pittsburgh in her bedroom,
0: but uh. And, and Jim Cornette calls him, uh, not Kenny Omega, but Kenny Olivier. And the reason, the reason. Because uh, Lawrence Olivier was like He was the, a Shakespearean the, actor. The Broadway. He was amazing. Yeah, he was, he calls him, uh, what's he called? Finger Points McGangbang. or something, why, like that. I don't know why why
1: calling someone Lawrence Olivier is uh, is an insult. He was an, an, an amazing person <laughs> who entertained millions. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference see like it's not we're not going to ever go back to the the beer halls and back you know whenever bob Backlund could be the champion for a thousand days being Jesus five Christ, foot eight and boring as hell like that's not going to happen jim cornet you know people watch that two hours is the most you're going to get someone's attention for um you know the, so like if you can do little gimmicky ridiculous things if you can, you know, put your hands in your pockets and wear a pair of aviators and not try hard, and that's your gimmick, people are going to love that because you can, like, digest it in small little pieces. That's the biggest difference. Um, and AEW still has some old-school stuff. I'm sure there's guys that, like, Cornette likes. Um, I, I don't listen to his show at all, but you mentioned he likes Cody. Cody wrestles like it's the 70s. You know, so he's a, he's your he, white meat baby face. Like you
0: know? Yeah, he's a white meat baby face, but the only thing I don't like, he doesn't like about Cody is that Cody's one of the best workers in the business, right? One of the best workers in that company for sure. But he, they bring in these jabroni guys that are like on a tryout and they take Cody for 30 minutes.
1: Well, that's like
0: Cody. And, and I, I know what Cody's doing because he's trying to showcase those guys, but if Cody's really that good, like that's the way the Fabe works. If you're well, if you're that's really that's the problem, bad though, good, you the should be the people There's guys. there's the
1: point right there. KFAB's dead and it has been, you know?
0: Oh, it's dead and buried, it's dead and buried.
1: Yeah. So, like. Everybody sees Cody as a guy who's running the company, and of course he's trying to put over young talents because he's trying to find people that aren't getting the chances everywhere. You know, so if a guy goes for thirty minutes with him, it's it's not like. Oh, that guy's better than him. He's tougher than him because it's it's not real. I don't know how to tell Jim Cornette that. You know, it was what that, that's dumb to say. It's not real. It's set up beforehand. You know who's going to win unless someone gets injured. So if you can make someone else look good, then the next time you fight them, they're better. You're helping a young, fledgling company that's starting up again. It's just smart. Um,
0: right. What is he?
1: What is Jim Cornette? I bet he likes MJF though, doesn't he?
0: He loves MJF. Oh no, actually. He loved MJF until he joined with uh Oh, until Chris MJF hang out with someone that, that he, wronged he, him in the past. So,
1: MJF is we said k Fave's no, dead so, Chris, except with that guy. <laughs> he's,
0: yeah, he's, so Cornette loved uh Chris Jericho and he still does cuz he worked with them in Smoky Mountain, but like he 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 loved uh MJF, but whenever Chris Jericho and MJF did that, like sing along on uh AEW TV, that's when he lost him and like they just been burying They've been burying Jericho, um, you know, left and right on their their episodes, and you know, I'm not saying Jer, or I'm not saying Cornette is absolutely correct. I think he has some valid points, and honestly, honest to God, man, I think that if they would listen to him a little bit, they would do a better job because I think he actually has some insight on how they can get these talents over. He he never says like, hey, this this guy sucks or this guy's terrible. He he really hates women's wrestling. Which it's um, probably because so he's an old white
1: guy He was around in the '80s, so right? It doesn't understand it, right. so it scares and him. One hundred percent. One hundred Speaking of which, talking but, about women's wrestling, um, if you're if if you watch wrestling just for women's wrestling, do not watch AEW NXT is a million times oh, yeah. better AEW's
0: women's wrestling is, it's the best it's ever
1: been forever it's unbelievable every week there's some <laughs> some other lady on there just beating the living shit out of someone else and they just they do these crazy moves um i'm a huge uh rhea ripley fan she's just been destroying people recently
0: so that's Cornette. Cornette's a big oh, she's, rhea a, rhea well, fan, yeah, she's, she's a well yeah she's she's an absolute beast like some of the he gets so mad because they he's like what are they doing? Like, they should have been pushing this, this girl for a year and, like, while Charlotte was out. Because Charlotte Flair is probably the best women's wrestler in the world. Well, she, she's he, another one. I like, mentioned
1: how Kenny's kind of, a like, a, um, a video game character. She's another one who yeah. does moves just, like, higher, faster, better, smoother than anybody else does, just like a freak athlete. Um, it's the same kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And with Kenny with Kenny Omega, like I mentioned before earlier in the conversation, like, when he, he showed up on uh, Impact, Impact wrestling. It was crazy because like hit uh I think it's Don Callis, I think is his, his um Yeah, I don't like, know much his about manager's him. Name. I just know that he's from but Winnipeg he, he,
1: too, which is where Kenny's from. Yeah. So, like they've known each other for a long time.
0: Yeah, and he came out and he's like this is the best wrestler in the world. He's the biggest name. He's bigger than Lou Thez. He's bigger than Arn Anderson. He's bigger than Ric Flair. He's bigger than. Listen, and I'm like, listen, listen, listen. Are you wait fucking a serious? This guy's a Jabroni. So, so wait. This. So, nah. you were
1: getting mad at him, is what you're saying. He was saying something into a microphone. No, he's being a heel. You were getting I understand that. At him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's, that's,
0: that's, that's borderline. That's not heel. That's borderline blasphemous, dude. Like, Kenny Omega. Well, no, no. I, I haven't gonna... watched too many of his matches, but, I mean, this guy, like, there's not really anybody in the world even close today that's even close to i Rick don't think Blair there ever was. will
1: be you can't be there's there's no possible way i mean he was the kiss stealing woo <laughs>
0: like, wheeling dealing woo! <laughs> limousine riding jet flying well, you, you can't gun. you can ever
1: like commit to a character as much as you could back in those days there's there's some crazy stories I, um maybe if we we can dive into it. i mean we're we've already been on here for how long now um do yourself a favor and google just uh wrestling angles that went too far there's people who like as they were being arrested were still staying in character back in the 80s like causing all kinds of problems for themselves because they wouldn't break it because they didn't want to risk their paycheck that that is long you know dead and gone whenever you can see people's personal lives and you see well that guy's horrible he (laughs) <laughs> As a guy was being carried out in a stretcher He flipped him over and stomped on his face Why is he showing a picture with his like Adorable kids and like his His wife that he's been married to for 23 years And their cute dog <laughs> It's like it's, That's gone forever But <laughs> Ric Flair He's still Everything he's ever said in a promotion That guy turned into his character And he's lived Woo! it Woo
0: Woo <laughs> Fucking rights man Dude Ric is the man dude he's, he's getting tired of holding these alligators down Um but but speaking of legendary wrestlers, one of my favorite TV shows in the world um, is straight up Steve Austin. I don't know if you've seen it, <laughs> yeah. but I listen. I, I, I I'll watch. I, I watch I kinda,
1: anything. Just like, that Steve I Austin. I wanted does. to ask you, man.
0: Like, <laughs> what what other than sports, other than like Hulu, Netflix, what TV shows do you actually watch?
1: Oh wow. Um... So, like so I, I, I pay probably like, like $115 a month for Verizon just to get the Pens games because you can't get them on streaming services. Um,
0: hey, I'll cut this out of the podcast, but I can tell you 100% how you can I, I okay, get yeah, yeah, we'll the Pens we'll games because I have up, NHL like, yeah. TV. I have Use a VPN. TV. I will ship you my password. I will ship you my VPN if you need it.
1: All right, but, yeah, anyways, um, I watch I watch football, <laughs> I watch hockey, and the only other show I ever watch uh, – well, no, that's it's not true. There's two. I watch Jeopardy when it's on at 7. Um, hey,
0: R.I.P. to Alex Trebek, the, Oh,
1: my God. Greatest of all time. The GOAT. Alex Trebek. Goat. Guy, listen, anything that – if you ever run into me in person and I say something intelligent in a conversation, mm-hmm. it's likely because I heard a question on <laughs> Jeopardy was interested in it and looked it up that's how i mean i if people that's that's just good advice for someone whenever you're when you're still developing when you're a kid if you start watching jeopardy on a regular basis you're going to be better at trivia and you're going to be smarter in general if you watch it on a weekly basis but that and then i watch um conan i love conan o'brien so i i i watch his show like he's been doing some.
0: See, whenever, whenever I was it. younger, that's, that's uh, I didn't like Conan O'Brien. I'm not sure why. I never really understood why I didn't. Like, I, I kind of just had this like preconceived notion that I didn't like him. But recently, I've been watching all of his, like not his live shows, but I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos and watching him interview Bill Burr and stuff. Like, it's his, been fucking awesome. His best thing he does is
1: when he does these, um, they're called Conan Remotes, and he's got a show on HBO where he goes to different countries and like kind of immerses himself in the culture. And it's just hilarious to see this like, let's go, he's drinking another one, to see this like six foot five, 150 pound, incredibly pale (laughs) Irish guy with red hair, just like mixing with different cultures. And he's like this, he's just this, (laughs) it's, and people just like him because I feel like he's genuinely just a jolly happy person. Those are the best things that he does is like his, his interviews like that. It's highly recommended if you see those. Um. What else have I been watching? Nothing on TV whatsoever. I just watch... We watch streaming services and, like, the actual... The actual cable's just reserved for sports at this point.
0: So, Sarah and I, my wife and I, we watch... Uh, Good old we watch Sarah. Straight Up Steve Austin, like I mentioned. Um, Stone Cold's the man. I mean, he could literally, like, put out a 30-minute TV show where he's doing nothing but breathing and I would probably watch what? it. Uh, what? He's doing nothing <laughs> but breathing. What? Uh, I'm
1: taking in oxygen. What? <laughs>
0: moonshiners that's one of my favorite shows in the world uh great show on discovery the hustler actually a new show it's like a game show it's like clue almost um on i think it's on abc i can't remember exactly what network it is sue me abc if it's not you or fox whoever it is you probably don't but I just um,
1: cut that part you don't want abc to sue you they have very very expensive lawyers
0: ah <laughs> fuck them uh hgtv I'm a jabroni, so my, my wife and I watch You guys that watch a lot. Chip and Joanna? Other than that, man. You
1: guys watch Chip and Joanna Gaines? We,
0: we do that. We watch Love It, or Elicit, all that shit, man. Like, I can't uh, tell Property you. Property Brothers, S- since, since
1: and I started watching <laughs> like, HGTV, there's so many just like arbitrary shelves in our house that are just, there's a shelf hung up and then there's just like, well, what's... <laughs> just, oh, open is that shelves. shelf to hold something? No, 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 no. We're going to put the shelves up first and then get stuff to put on that shelf. So shout out Chip and Joanna. You know, that's... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean those that those are awesome <laughs> shows. All that makes me want to do is burn down my own fucking house, and I'm like, I, my house sucks. That's that's all I, I love feel about. your love um,
1: your little fire pit area and the uh the the dude cave you have out there for your smelly ass hockey equipment and the dartboard. That's a good that's a good time. I
0: like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're buzzing, we're buzzing. <laughs> but uh, and, and and last thing on the podcast I wanted to mention too is last week I mentioned that I received some. Uh, I received some request to watch Lord of the Rings, the first movie for my... You've uh, never you know, seen Lord movie of the guy. Rings movies? No.
1: Wow.
0: So I don't watch any of that kind of shit, man. I, I haven't seen any of those. I haven't seen any of the Star Wars. I've never seen any of the Batmans. I've never seen any of that. You didn't even see
1: the one with like, Michael Keaton, dude from Pittsburgh? I
0: have not. I have not seen any of those. So the first one I got was... Um,
1: I don't know. I mean, the first if you've request never seen I got any of Lord these of, the movies, of the Rings, I don't know if Lord of the Rings is the first one. They're all long, man. I don't know if that's the first one you so, should.
0: So I, 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 I will admit I was mistaken on the last podcast. I mentioned that the first movie was three hours and forty eight minutes. Now, that is not the case. I, I have since learned that it's only three hours long. The three hour and forty eight minutes that I saw was a deluxe so, edition. So three now, hours, how in the blue, how in the blue hell could you have a deluxe edition? <laughs> Of a movie that's already three fucking hours long. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. You're just slapping the consumer yeah, in the yeah, face. Yeah. Who the fuck wants to watch that? So so I, I, I mentioned last episode that I was going to watch it for this episode, but I didn't. Um, I really couldn't do it. There's a lot of hockey on, but I have actually. Um, I, I, I am going to watch this movie i'm gonna watch it this week and i'm gonna uh i don't listen next maybe, week on the podcast and, and, and i'm looking forward if you're to
1: not it. sure you want to because that's a long time it is a long time there's a lot of characters introduced and there's a lot of
0: i told you dude, there's it's some gonna logical facts. Like, i'm times. like
1: uh, no spoilers i mean this movie's been out for however long
0: <laughs> 2001 yeah. i think
1: um you're gonna watch this if you decide to stick to it and watch this trilogy of movies uh I'm not going to say what it is, but they they send this this hobbit on a quest, you know, and it's Elijah Wood, the guy from Flipper, um, and they're like, yeah, oh, he's pure of heart. He's like, eh, eh, he's gonna, like, there's other ways to destroy this ring. They have to, to destroy, you know. There's these giant eagles that that, <laughs> that like you could just hop on and fly, you could get there real quick. You could probably just. He's got all kinds of magic power, like you know, magic yourself up a scooter and get over there real quick. But, hey, I'm not going to ruin it for you. Um, wait till you see the Battle of Helms Deep in the second movie, though. You're going to love that shit. See, I don't know if I'll make it to the second maybe movie. Maybe just you type that. You know, maybe don't even watch Lord of the Rings. Just watch the Battle of Helms Deep. Trust me on this. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty sure that's how they Fair got not... the, the whole idea for Game of Thrones is just this one battle scene in the second movie.
0: I haven't seen Game of Thrones either, but I, I'm thinking that I'm going to I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to watch this Lord of the Rings first, uh, first movie and we'll see where it goes. And I'll, I'll have a review on the next podcast, but I'm sorry for anybody that was looking forward to my review on this podcast, but it just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> NHL season has started. Oh, no, you can't, uh, I mean, it just started. there's, there's on. what,
1: 114 days in a row where there's hockey on. You might not be able to watch this till midsummer, but
0: I'm... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm, right now, I actually I'm still drinking this water boy or what a good boy beer. What
1: a good boy. Did it get better? Did it My get better? God, than it's, third getting time it's getting worse. It's getting
0: worse. It's getting worse than the last time you asked me. See, that's that's what's so but, nice uh, about a fancy
1: peg. When first of all, I'm guessing the guys all drank it because there's just like no carbs or calories in it. Um, but the more of them you drink, the better it tastes.
0: That's not how it works. It only works for Coors Light, man. It only works for Coors Light. But hey, on that note. I appreciate the hell out of you guys listening to the podcast. May you have a great week, a short week, a holiday week at that. May your beer stay cold. And remember, if I don't see you around here, I'll see you around here. Just
1: trying to catch a good time. Even if it takes all night Pass that bottle around the campfire. Sipping apple pie moonshine. Yeah, we picking on them guitars just right. Everybody singing Dixie Delight Light. Like a barber on a wet line. We just trying to catch a good time.